Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Here I am out here in nature. Oh my God, waterfall going. Babies are being born with the fishes and everything. I'm feeling good today, feeling very, very good. And I'm even more greater and more happy to present with you guys today. Today is one of those days. Again, you guys are listening to this towards the end of the month. But today is one of those days where I could say eight of the past nine days, I've had anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 podcast downloads a day. That's the highest average ever. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, I'm at over 30,000 per, uh, per, not per episode, but I'm at 30,000 plays and downloads over the last 30 days. That's the highest ever. Normally, I would float anywhere between 20 to 23,000. And, you know, for a couple of years, I would float between you know, around 12 to about 17,000. And so the explosion is now here. 14,000 cities, 198 countries around the world. I couldn't be more grateful. I just want to share that with you because all of you, and to be honest with you, there have been people who have been following me for a very long time. Uh, Menlo Park, California, Edison, New Jersey. And I just realized Trent, not Trenton. Um, Oh my God, what is it? Clifton. New Jersey. You guys know who you are. You were with me when I was still working at some of the most deranged jobs out here in Thailand. This is at the beginning of 2017. And you guys have heard my rise. You have heard my come up and man, super fans, a half decade. Bless your hearts. Thank you so much for following me. For everyone else who's new from Bhutan um, all the way down into Albania. How about that consistency? And quite a few other countries. You guys already know who you are. We'll go over that when we hit that half million mark. That's going to be a live episode. And I'm going to be posting that. That's going to be happening probably between now and the next couple of weeks. We'll be hitting half a million downloads. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe it. So thank you guys so much. With that being said, guys, let's go into meeting across culture. Today, we're going to talk about these different scenarios that a salesman from England, okay, had in four different countries. These four different countries are going to be discussing in Saudi Arabia, Germany, Brazil, and China, okay? So again, in which of the four countries would you feel most at home? So we're talking about communication style today, decision-making, delegation, the follow-up, the formality, the hierarchy, uh, interruption, power and status, relationship building, technical matters, and time. So with these four different countries, we're going from Asia down to South America, back up to Europe, and then straight over to the Middle East. This is going to be extremely interesting. And so, guys, let's dive in. I'm going to have to read this out to you, but hey, we're going to kick it off with Saudi Arabia. Brilliant white walls, luxurious carpets, in the soft hum of air conditioning, a British salesman sits a little uncomfortably in the office of a Saudi manager. An hour passes in little more than small talk. Recent news, horse racing, the royal family. The salesman casually compliments his host on his taste in art and after several futile attempts to refuse, ends up accepting a valuable looking vase as a gift. Now, obviously in England, they say boss. We say vase in America because that's who we is. <laughs> that's who we are. Better grammar. Let's continue. When the meeting finally gets underway, there are almost constant interruptions and it is difficult to stick to any kind of agenda. People drift into the office unannounced, talk loudly and excitedly and leave. Several subjects seem to be under discussion at once. 
it is sometimes difficult to be heard above the noise. The salesman smiles uncertainly as he accepts the third cup of hot sweet tea. Five days later, a second meeting is in progress. This time, the questions are more direct. A senior Arab manager is present on this occasion, but says very little. The arrival of yet another visitor holds up the conversation by another 40 minutes. The salesman tries very hard to hide his frustration. Meeting number three, Terms are negotiated in a lively haggling session. Haggling meaning you're trying to get a discount. The salesman finds the Saudis more easily persuaded by rhetoric than hard facts. They clearly want to do business. The question is whether they want to do business with him. Their initial demands seem unrealistic, but slowly they begin to make concessions. As the Arabs say, when God made time, he made plenty of it. <laughs> There it is. That is a rundown of what happens out there in Saudi Arabia. Now, the only now, again, I don't know from personal experience. Um, I've had Saudi Arabian students from Riyadh. Uh, Hanan, big shout out to you, Hanan. Love you so much. Uh, hope you're doing well and whatnot. She was one of my students, as a matter of fact, in TOEFL ITP. And she was just a wonderful soul, you know. And but to be honest with you, going back to her style, anytime I was teaching, she would just interrupt. And that's just how they are. Now, if we talk about the, 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 you know, in terms of how loud they could be, the first time I saw this was on a video. I can't remember. I think it was Anthony Bourdain uh, a long time ago before, unfortunately, he took his own life. And I think this was at the dawn of the first new decade in uh, 2010, 2011. He went to Saudi Arabia. He was having food as they sat on the ground and as they share a meal. And the next, you know, this lady started screaming, like yelling. And she was yelling at this other person. And he's like, oh, my God, what's happening? She's like, oh, no, that's just how we talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is how they do in Saudi Arabia. All right. Are all companies like this? Well, multinational, international companies may be slightly different. But just to keep some perspective, hey, there it is. British salesman, number one is down. Let's go into Germany. This is going to be interesting. Rain beats against the mirror glass windows of a Frankfurt office block. The British salesman's point, uh, I'm sorry, the British salesman's appointment was fixed for 9.30. And at 9.29, he's shaking the hand of his prospective client and stepping into the spotlit orderliness of the German's office. Technical diagrams and flowcharts cover the magnetic whiteboard. The secretary brings machine coffee in styrofoam cups and it's straight to business very interesting let's keep it going the salesman starts to set up his powerpoint presentation but there's a problem with his disc and he sends uh i'm sorry and he ends up on the german's top of the range fujitsu he tries to make a joke of the problem rather unsuccessfully oops when we finally get going, or when he finally gets going, objections seem to be raised to nearly everything in his proposal. Are you sure this is a more efficient system? Do you have any figures to back that up? Uh, we tried this before and it didn't work. We're going to be talking about this, okay, coming up in the, you know, the subsequent episodes. Just to let you guys know, for the month of what is it? For the month of April, there will only be one Business English episode debuting only on Tuesday. All right. Only on Tuesday. There is a there is an onslaught of a lot of TOEFL stuff coming out, as well as interviews, corporate finance, you name it. 
So I apologize for that. Let's continue. 60 minutes have been allocated to the meeting. An electronic alarm of the German's watch marks the hour. Shortly afterwards, there's a call from a reception to say the salesman's taxi has just arrived. He is accompanied to the lift, staggering under the weight of six technical manuals, 200-page printout of production quotas, and a promotional video. God damn, they are so diligent, punctual. Wow, that is crazy. So you got to dedicate perfect time to getting... <laughs> okay, let's keep it going. Over the next 18 months, the Germans have an endless supply of questions, just as they did before with the objections. Dozens of emails are exchanged and diagrams taxed, or I'm sorry, faxed before any agreement is reached. After the deal goes through, the salesman is surprised to be invited to dinner at the German manager's family home, but he never gets to meet, quote unquote, the big boss. Ooh, wait, mm -mm -mm. Mm. By the way, big shout out to Germany. You guys are at 15,000 downloads. Uh, currently, uh, the surge is unbelievable. It's immaculate. So big shout out to my Germans and whoever it is out there in Germany who's listening to my podcast. Love you guys dearly. Is this what your culture sounds like? Uh, I would be very interested. Join the conversation. I'm building up a website, by the way. And this website, is, you're going to be, there's going to be a nice little podcast area and you're going to be able to comment on recent podcasts. It's going to be like a community. It's going to be amazing. Just saw the prototype. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. So nonetheless, um, wow, the diligence. So to be honest with you, I prepare presentations and I'm getting so good um, because to be honest with you, after I'm at the conclusion of some of my corporate finance presentations and you know doing everything, it's like right there, a minute and a half to go. Now here in Thailand, sometimes depending on who the person is at the company, you know, you have someone who is ready Okay, to hurry up and take me home. And then sometimes it's a little bit of a sabai sabai, meaning a relax, relax culture. And it takes about three to seven minutes. But nonetheless, I always make way, always make time, and I always get home on time. All right, so that is Germany for you. Wow, totally different from Saudi Arabia. Now let's go into Brazil. And I feel, because I'm Latino, because I'm American, you know, the majority of, you know, my heritage is a Puerto Rican. So I got Spanish in me. I got, um, you know, American Indian. Uh, and I got, you know, African and probably about three, four, five other things, right? And Latinos are the ones who I gravitate and they gravitate to me the most, especially Colombians and Venezuelans. If I could, if I was anyone and let's say a previous or after afterlife, <laughs> it would be in those specific areas. Let's put it that way. So Brazil, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I fit in very well here. So let's go into it. Sao Paulo, 2 a.m. A jet lag British salesman and his better dressed Brazilian client wait outside the elegant restaurant in which they hardly talk business all night. Their car is driven right up to the door. This is a good part of town, but you don't want to be out walking to the parking lot in a smart suit and an expensive watch. The Brazilians suggest a nightclub, but tomorrow's meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. By 9.35 the following morning, the meeting's about to begin. The salesman is introduced to everyone around the table in turn. A number of them seem to be related. The conversation ranges from football to families to traffic problems and back to football. The atmosphere is relaxed, but the salesman's barely started his technical presentation before someone cuts in. 
Soon everybody's joining in the, uh, you know, in the discussion with wildly creative ideas of their own. If this is a negotiation, it's hard to see how the Brazilians are working as a team. The salesman is surprised to find his host so enthusiastic about his product. Did he really win them over that easily or will there be some problems later on? Mm. The meeting has overrun. He decides to press them for a decision. All eyes turn to the boss. And he said, we needn't worry about the contractual details at this stage, says the senior Brazilian manager, smiling, his hand on the brightened shoulder. I'm sure we can work something out. Let's think about the future. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, my God. Another, another nice little sip of that beautiful peppermint tea. With that being said, oh, my God, people, have you ever been in a situation like that? Where it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, one of my students, he is a hematologist, his wife is a doctor, I don't know what specialty she is, and she keeps pressing the board at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, to hurry up and get them the facts and document, and they're so funny, they are so American, you know what they say, they say, okay, um, it's in the process, uh, the process does not have a timeline, you need to hurry up and make up your damn mind, what the hell's going on? Okay, and so in saying that, it's really funny how these, um, you know, how these things happen with people saying, hey, I think we'll be able to work together in the future. And next thing you know, you don't hear from them for a long time. It's kind of like the company that I used to train at up until April when the Alpha, then the Delta variant had come out here to Thailand. And it's so funny. They're like, hey, Arsenio, um, uh, okay, we're gonna not, we're not gonna have anything because you know the, the COVID situation is pretty serious. And the last time I messaged them was probably April May, and they're like, "Hey, we'll let you know. Listen, we'll let you know means no, we're not gonna have it anymore." That's basically what that means, and it sucks because the sincerity of the CEO was so evident, right? He was like, "Oh yeah, okay, listen, this is gonna be long term," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> long-term, but yet you don't want to pay a long-term price. Just saying, you know? And so when I pressed him, I'm like, hey, listen, this could be a $1,000, $5,000 package. Um, he said, oh, we would like to do weekly. See, weekly is non-committal. And as you can see, based off in just one month, Alpha, Delta, Omicron, I never heard back from them. I would be shocked if they ever came back. And to be honest with you, now that my business has completely blown up the way it is, I probably do not have time to do that anymore. I'm more high ticket, you know? So probably doing just banks and stuff like that is where I fit. But nonetheless, when someone says, we'll work something out, let's think about the future. That's basically saying, listen, I don't really like you. Can you get out of my office? Bastards. Anyways, let's continue going China. Oh, this is going to be good. Mm, mm -hmm. Let's do it. A formally laid out boardroom overlooking the Hai He River in downtown Tianjin. After months of preparation and endless requests from the Chinese for further background information about his company. Oh my God. Yeah, that's the thing, man. You gotta have you gotta have that all lined up. Let's keep it going. A British salesman and his team have at least been granted a meeting with the potential client. For a meeting, the salesman is surprised to see such a large group of executives in attendance. Following protocol, the Chinese had entered the room in strict order of seniority. You know, that's how they do it. And not in China, in Asia, kind of. Um, remember, I told you guys before that I used to work 
uh, at the bank teaching corporate finance to some of the audit and executives. And sometimes the Japanese, there would be like 20 people in the room would be dead silent. You could literally hear the air and they're just waiting, right? And they all enter the room in order to. So in saying that, let's continue. <sighs> Led by an elderly gentleman, the salesman immediately identified as the boss, but he is mystified when his, uh, well, I'm sorry, when this gentleman takes almost no part in the meeting. After a few minutes of chit chat and an official welcome speech, business begins. The meeting is highly structured. There's lots of nodding, but the salesman is not sure if this shows agreement or agreement, understanding, or simply a matter of courtesy. An interpreter provides an ongoing summary, which breaks the flow of conversation. And when one of the Brightons interrupts to clear up a misunderstanding, there seems to be a disapproval, disapproval amongst the Chinese, but this is quickly covered up. Unfortunately, the impressive figures, the salesman quotes during his presentation, do not overly impress his clients today. And talk of contracts is politely dismissed as premature as the Chinese become more resistant. You are losing it, buddy. The size and importance of the Chinese market are repeatedly emphasized, as is the need to involve the state government in any final decision. Oh, my God. Substantial, I'm sorry, substantial discounts and product customizations seem to be expected. When the meeting breaks up, small groups form and the discussion continues. Has any decision been made or not? Wow, that's crazy. Oh man, that's that's tough. It's tough. Listen, it's tough. Um, and especially in China, how it is out there. We all know how the whole story is. You know, I have a few Chinese that actually listen to my uh, podcast. It's probably like five thousand six hundred podcast plays overall. Obviously, that's very, 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 very little to the comparable size of the five hundred thousand that I'm approaching. But um, it's. Like I said, the what I read, it speaks for itself. Um, <clears throat> anytime you want to move, you know, move a little bit more, they and, and when they start pushing, and they don't like to be pushed, you know, Asians in general, they're like, no, we would like to keep, and you know, they and sometimes the asking questions to become so overbearing that you're like, this is totally time wasting, guys. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna make a decision right now? Yes or no? You know, and unfortunately, it's so hard, like, you know, along with the French, they keep asking questions. I'm not the French, the, the Germans, they keep asking questions, keep asking questions, keep asking questions, keep asking questions. And then after a while, if it were me, I would be like, listen, that's it. We can't do any of this, you know, and at the time of actually speaking about this, I just realized some other great things that I can actually put on my my website in terms of, OK, so what are we going to follow in terms of the corporate finance? Because there are going to be high ticket people who are going to get in touch with me and I'm going to have to need a high performance segment of my website, too. So in saying that, people so, so grateful, so, so grateful. Again, join the conversation. I will let you know when the debut of my beautiful website happens. It's going to be very easy to navigate blogs. The course setup is going to be unreal. And we just have so much more that we're going to be discussing. So with that being said, people, ah, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. I'm your crazy ass host as usual, over and out.